Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? I have. Yeah. That was actually uh, the high school play the year I graduated. Oh, really? Yeah. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. With um, Rick Moranis. Rick, Rick Moranis, yeah, yeah. Everybody thought he was my dad. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and uh, with me as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about just about everything going on with the uh, Hobbytown Hobbyplex, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. It's summer series week, so because of that, you know, it's kind of exciting for us. We, uh, that's our big deal every summer. So, and we had a pretty good day. We had a really good day. I left Saturday feeling like happy, you know? Yeah. So, oh, I would have if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got third in mod, so you can't. I mean, there you you should be oh. happy too. That's that's a big deal. You had a pretty good day. So, uh, so we had that going on this weekend, and uh, what else happened? We had uh, the hobby action INS was going on this weekend. Yeah, Tom Rinderneck went to that. I'm actually kind of bummed out for him because I think so. Roar normally places the one tenth scale uh, electric offer nationals the second or third week of August, whatever the thirteenth and fourteenth and fifteenth is, whatever whatever lines up with that week is. That's where they're supposed to put it. Um, because a long time ago, you know, they noticed that when they jumbled dates around, everybody gets all ticked off because you got to wait for Roar to announce these these races usually by. November of every year. And a lot of times people are trying to schedule stuff before that. And, uh, knowing, knowing when the dates usually are, I put mine, I put our round, uh, round, what is it going to be five round five, August 29th. Cause I figured what, well, you know, that's not really around anything and hobby Haven doesn't really have their labor day race anymore. So we don't really have to worry about being close to that. Yeah. Well, lo and behold this year, the, the Nats at Mimi's or that weekend. And so Tom's yeah. going to miss two rounds, which is going to take him out of the series this year. Is is that uh, the four, third Roar Nats they'll have there? Second. Is this is the second? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was supposed uh, to be last year. Track. Yeah. yeah, last year. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and Roar, to their credit, they they just kind of all the all the nationals they didn't get done. They just kept the they kept the same tracks for the following year. You know, as long as no, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, as long as they were open, I guess. So that's kind of a bummer because um, I know he had he had intended on making at least five out of six. Yeah. And uh, oh well. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? That does kind of leave the door open now for for uh, for everybody else. Yeah. You know, technically, well, we'll talk about points here in a little bit, but uh, we'll see how that breaks down. He could not go. I think I think he has to go though, right? We should ask him if he has to go. Yeah, we should try to get him on the on the uh, show again. Yeah, I'm sure they want him to go. I'm um, no doubt. And the reason why? Well, you know what? First, hey, did you know that this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group? Oh, that, it, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I almost forgot. Yeah, if you uh, if kind of you, like how you almost forgot. Yeah, exactly. If you call, uh, 
If you call Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and mention our show and get yourself a home loan or refinance, uh, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate uh, for anything that you get done with them. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So as I was going to say, Tom was at the INS. I'm pretty sure Aiden was there. Aiden and Austin Horn were both there. But as far as like local guys, I think, I think Tom was pretty much it. Yeah. I saw Ballinger running stock, finished uh, at least third in buggy. I'm, I haven't looked to see where he finished in four wheel drive. Yeah. I didn't look. And, uh, but uh, to be honest with you, Zeke doesn't come enough for me to claim him as a, as a local. He's a more local, local. <laughs> yeah. M H O R more. So he got fourth and 13, five and uh, Kyle Schmer, who's been up to the plex got third. He's fast. And I don't, I don't recognize any of these other names. So uh, Davey Bada, of course, won, uh, won the whole thing. Matt, Matty G was oh, second. Really? So kind of guys you sh- should be up there, should be up there in stock. We're yeah. up there in stock. Davey Bada won two wheel as well. Matty G got second. Zeke got third in that one. Schmer was fourth. Charlie Cavalier, let's see, Chase Board, Charlie Cavalier. He's been to the Plex. Gary Slater, Cole Jensen, Doug Larivere. Doug Larivere. I'm going to kill that last name. Anyways. Uh, but anyways, so the mod classes, I think I think Tom made the A in four-wheel drive. Yeah, he did. Let's see where he finished. So I know he didn't make the, the A because I was watching the B main on the, uh, on the live stream. And uh, boy. Um, you know, that, that track looked the, to me, when I saw pictures of the track, I'm like, wow, there's not really too much to that track. But then I watched the race and there was a lot of crashes. Sometimes those, those tracks that don't look like they have a lot going on are like the hardest to go fast on or like the hardest to be the best on. Like, I feel like I'm better on like more technical tracks because it kind of like evens the playing field a little bit from not just having to be punched all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Our track's very, very technical again. Now, yeah. Like if you compare, if you compare our track to that, to that track size wise, it's kind of similar, but like that one just seemed fairly, I don't want to say simple. Cause then you watch the racing and it didn't seem simple, but like our tracks got elevation and, a lot more corners and I don't know. Yeah. But then you watch the race and you're like, Oh, Holy crap. Like, you know, it was hard for these guys to hit stuff every lap the same way. Tom Rinderneck finished ninth in four wheel drive. Oh, okay. So, and he beat Zach Gastelum. Zach Gastelum was there. He's been in the Plex quite a bit. So your four wheel drive was, uh, uh, Ryan Cavallari, Cole Tollard, Look at Cole. Cole Tollard in second and four wheel. Uh, yeah, that's Dustin, pretty good. Yeah. Dustin Evans was third. Then Aiden Horn, Ryan Mayfield, Spencer Rivkin, Blake Champlin, Charlie Mariana, Tom Rinderneck, Zach Gastelum, and then Austin Horn. I know. I'm pretty sure he got the bump up. Did he get the bump up? Yeah, he got the bump up. So that's pretty cool. So I know that Tom did not make the mod two wheel. But uh, Dustin Evans, uh, Spencer Rifkin was second. That's his home track. Ryan Cavallari, Cole Tollard with the top five again, got fourth. Aiden Horn, five. Um, Dominic 
Passion. I'm going to guess the last name. Not a name I'm familiar with, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Ryan Mayfield, Brock Champlin, Austin Horn, Blake Champlin, and Charlie Mariana making the main. And I think, uh, yeah, Austin Horn was the, uh, was the bump up there as well. So that's pretty cool. Kind of interesting that track. I, that, that track seems to me like a pro line track, doesn't it? Do you think so? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I've never been there. I remember the Nats a couple of years ago there because I was comp director and Proline Proline tires were the dominant tire at the time and silvers weren't out yet back then either. Yeah. And I think well, I thought Aqua was what you wanted from Jake exactly I, that track. Aqua. I'm sorry, Aqua. I don't think Aqua was out yet. And I think Aqua was developed specifically for that track. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think I think if I remember right, that's what uh that's what happened. So, uh, so that's it. Yeah. Well, while he was doing that, we were at the Plex having fun. Right yeah. in the summer series. Yeah, we were. So I put it in a brand new layout. Remember, I was super tired last week. And when we had, oh, nothing, yeah, when we had nothing to talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, we, did, we didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we probably should have just canceled that show. Nah. Cause I, but I also feel like there needs to be consistency with what we do. Right. So right. it's a struggle. No, you never know when lightning's going to strike. Well, like you, you, know? you can't just, I feel like we can't just say, ah, we're not going to do it tonight because then we might lose listeners and, you know, subscribers and viewers and all that stuff. I don't want to do that. Maybe people just want to like hear us talk about anything. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Uh, got the track done. Um, mostly done on Tuesday night. It actually worked out fine. So last Monday I was kind of freaking out because I ended up not going in Sunday like I had planned to. Yeah. And normally when I'm trying to do a bigger change, it's just a lot easier on me to go in Sunday night, tear the track up, be able to pick at it on a Monday. Cause it, I don't know for whatever reason, these things always end up working on the first Monday of the month was when, which is when we have our managers meetings. And so that takes a chunk of my Monday. And then you got to come here and that takes another chunk out. And so I kind of felt like I was behind, but, but then that night when I went there, I mean, I got everything moved and raked out by Monday night. I went home, I went to sleep at like one thirty, two o'clock or something like that. And woke up that following day, at like 10, went in there, finished it up, got it all done. I was there until 1am or 2am on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I put the pipe down Wednesday night, and that was that. So, and I was pretty happy with how everything turned out. And then uh, I put stay wet down uh, Wednesday night as well, and watered the crap out of it. And then it just sort of worked itself in on Thursday, and and uh, we got to practicing on Friday. So, yeah, it was good. I like the layout now. I think I really like it a lot. Oh, I thought it was great. I had, I had no complaints. I think I think that was the consensus was everybody was really happy with the layout. So, mm-hmm. I got uh, I got a video done that I posted on on YouTube uh, Friday night. So, how did your practice go on Friday? You always kind of come in at like five or six because you got to get off work, 
Yeah, I get there at six usually. Then I get off work at five. So, um, how did it go? <laughs> oh, practice is fine. I ran, uh, I think I ran, I only ran like two packs. Except that was good, so I just let it sit. Did you run new tires or did you run old tires? I was run brand new tires. Start out with a brand new set, break them in, and now they're kind of like slicked out. You know, it's yeah. kind of like where they needed to be for the main, so. Yeah. You know, it's just easier that way. Just make sure you get a lot of goop in them, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, did you make any big changes to your car at all? I changed my car. I went down in shock oil. I went from 35, 32 and a half to 32 and a half, 30. I raised my inner ball stud one mil, so I'm at four mil on the inner one. And that was just to get the car to roll more for the more uh, 180s and tighter corners that we had on that layout. And that has seemed to add some speed. I tried I tried kind of putting my car back to the way I used to run it and I didn't like it as much and I put it back to this that I have now. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really change a whole lot. Like everything I changed other than that ball stud, I was I didn't like it as much and I just changed it back. So the uh the previous week for club racing, I was just feeling my car and I have not been comfortable with the six point three since I've gotten it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, whereas the other car, the point two, I felt like I'd never had to really do anything. I can just throw mm-hmm. it down and go. So I've been trying to find that, that golden zone as far as my car setup goes. And, uh, I put, I put V one blue springs in the back. It was like one of the heaviest springs I had in my box just to try it. And back to back runs. I went from, I went from like 23 fives and sixes on the old layout to like 22 eights immediately. And I, and the car yeah. felt good. And so then I was like, Whoa, I wonder if I'm onto something here. And so then that, uh, their after hour show, um, I went up in shock oil. I did the opposite of what you did. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to uh, uh one, eight pistons in the back. I may, I had to make them cause I didn't have any and neither did the store. I don't know why, but, uh, it might be out actually. Anyways. Um, so I went to one, eight pistons in the back, 35 weight oil. And I kept those blue springs on. And then in the front, I went to uh, uh, 37 and a half weight oil with one, six, one, seven pistons. So one hole, one, six, one hole, one, seven. Yeah. And my car was for me, for my driving style, man, that car was good. Like it was comfortable. And at the end of the day, when I had to push, when I had to really drive hard and fast to try to catch up to Mac after I crashed, like I felt like I could finally, and I was comfortable doing it. Yeah. So I was pretty happy. And I actually ended up starting on new tires as well. So I ran, I ran, I had that good set from the main last week. Cause, cause I was going to like, these are my main tires. And then I remember that I had uh, mounted up a set of ellipses backwards. So I had one wheel going the right way and one wheel going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so then I mounted up another set the wrong way so that I had two sets. Oh, that's good. So now I got a, I got, I got a whole set for next time. Yeah. That I can break in and, uh, broke those in Friday night and, uh, finally, finally got them to where they felt nice and squishy and pretty much just ran those tires all day. So I tried, so you can see my drag car here, right? My beautiful drag car. Mm -hmm. This thing is sexy. I love this thing. So uh, I ordered gold hotties for this thing, right? 
And when I yeah. got them, so I got belted rear hotties and I got gold hotties in the front and I got those tires and I opened them up and they were sticky. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to put sticky tires on the front of my drag car? I feel like you wouldn't want that. Right. Yeah. When you want your car more to like, like skip and slide in the front instead of having traction. Maybe it just, I'm sure it depends on how you have your steering set up, that sort of thing. Yeah. So then I thought, well, wait a minute, these are golds. So I, I mounted them to my buggy tires and I wanted to try them Friday night. And when the track was still kind of fresh, those things were money. Yeah. Like I started giggling up there because they work so good. And then I'm like, well, we're going to have to try them when the track's a lot more um, grooved up and a little bit drier. And so I tried them that morning and they were okay. And then, uh, so I ran the first qualifier on dirt webs and then I ran the second qualifier on the hotties. And I told Mac afterwards, Mac TQ'd 40 plus mod Vanderbeek. And I, I told him, I said, dude, if you look at my car, it looks like it should be going crazy fast with these front tires on it, but it's not like lap times don't show it, mm-hmm. but it looked like it should. And it did, it had really good steering in a couple parts of the track, but then other parts of the track, it had none. And I had to wait at a really turn and wait for my car. Whereas dirt webs, you didn't have to do that. So I don't know. In a way it was kind of like fun to, 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 to show them off and to put them on there. It was kind of playing head games, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but they did, yeah. they did work when the track was kind of wet and new, they were really good. But as, as the groove came in and the track dried out and the, and the tires wore down a little bit, then they stopped being good. So I went back to dirt webs for the main. I did refoam my webs though. I put four wheel drive. You, you, you let me grab a set of four wheel drive foams and yeah. uh, I put those inside of my front tires and, and that really, boy, that really helped a lot. So then, okay. So then the story is Friday night. Um, I'm, I'm editing this video. I'm trying to get it all done so I can get it out by say midnight. Right. Cause I wanted to have the, the practice video out before we, uh, we got, you know, we started doing the race stuff. And at a, like 1230, this big giant, I could see flashes of lightning outside the window and I'm like, uh Oh, and so I turned on, I turned on the uh, TV and Bill Ramby, our weather guy had his sleeves rolled up and I'm like, Oh, shit. Bill's got his sleeves rolled up. Here we go. And sure enough, there's a storm and you could see the radar. There was one storm that was flowing to the east and there was one storm that was coming straight down from the north. And the one that was coming straight down from the north had like 90 mile an hour winds in it. And the one that was going east had like 80 mile an hour winds in it. And they were about to converge pretty much over Omaha. And I'm like, holy crap, like I have a north facing house. I got a front row seat to this. So I took camera outside on my Facebook and live streamed it. But uh, we lost power. And then my phone only had like 8% on it. So then I was freaking out that I wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning. And I was trying to save my video and it got like 41% done and then my computer died. So then I was all freaked out about that. So then I'm like, well, the only place I have power to charge my phone is in my truck. So then I tried to sleep in my truck with the, with the car on so I could charge it Yeah. with the alarm on. And that wasn't working. And so all, and then I went, I I walked around the block just to see the damage and like my neighbor behind me, all of his siding is gone off of his house. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Our house was undamaged, totally undamaged, but I'm telling you, I was so freaked out. I I couldn't sleep. And so I ended up trying to force myself to fall asleep. I think the last time I looked at the clock was three 30 
And then I had to get up yeah. at six thirty to go to the track. So I had very little sleep. So I was a zombie all day Monday. I try to tell people, I'm like, look, if if you talk to me and I ignore you, or if I seem like I'm 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 being a jerk to you or whatever, it's like I'm not. I'm just I'm not awake today. I'm not awake. Yeah. And so uh I just we just made it through the day basically. I just pushed myself to get through the day. Make sure we we're on time, make sure I didn't piss anybody off and Ended up being a really good day. No, I thought it was. Summer series. So we ended up with 164 entries, um, 92 total drivers. I mean, that's kind of par for the course. That's on the lower side of this year. But, you know, it's, it is kind of like vacation season and like Tom Rinderneck was gone. Who else was missing? There was a couple that I was, I was noticing weren't there. Although there wasn't many. Mostly Tom, right? think so yeah there's more than that but if i forget that you didn't come don't take offense to it but either way uh it was still i mean that was a nice easy day i think we had 20 heats total when everything got reshuffled and uh that's an easy day that's less than three hours around which means that to get the track prepped for the next round of racing you know we kind of sit around three hours total which is really good doesn't make for a super long day. No, it's always nice. Yeah. So Plexpec, we had two heats of Plexpec, dude. There was 18 Plexers for a summer series race. Wow, that's pretty good. And I think we're, I, I think we're picking up Hobby Plexers because I think last, last round we only, we had like 16 and the, yeah. and the round before that we only had 10. So we're, we're, we're picking them up as we go, which is really good. The Plexpec points are pretty crazy. Actually, we'll, we'll, We'll get to those here in a second, but Dalton Conrad only qualified fifth, but he ended up taking the win. Uh, Josh Benson, with his best finish of the year so far, um, qualified fourth, but finished second. Lexi Bolin qualified second, finished third. Grayson Stevie uh, finished fourth. And then Diego Quintana got the TQ, finished fifth. And then you had uh, Ariana Smith. With another A main appearance, uh, finishing sixth with her low C car. Eli Vanderbeek squeaked into the A main, qualifying eighth, and finished seventh. And then Riker Haley was eighth. And then you got your two bumpers, Motega Clancy, uh, officially qualified ninth with the bump up, finished ninth. And then Mario Quintana, um, officially tenth, finished tenth. So. I think, I think the Plexpec points are pretty interesting to look at. We'll get to the points after we're done here. Now that we can actually talk about them a little bit. And then we got four wheel drive. We just went right into it. And, um, you know, with Tom Rinderneck gone, I kind of sensed that there was a, like an urgency, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I kind of felt like the, the contenders were like, all right, Tom's not here. It's time to go, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, dude, Aiden Olson with a TQ and a win, keeping TLR at the top. <laughs> yeah. So um, he gets a 101. I think, I believe, I, do, I don't remember it, but I'm pretty sure that that's the first mod class win that he's ever had at a summer series. Oh, really? I know he's finished second a couple times, but I'm, I don't remember him ever finishing first. Mm-hmm. So, um, Super props, Aiden. 
um, for getting that done. And the cool thing about Aiden is Aiden, like we all know David Olson. He's, he's behind the Pivot Lending Sponsor Group. David Olson knows absolutely nothing about RC cars for the most part. So it's like Aiden's pretty much done everything that he's done on his own. And of course, obviously with help from us as, as he's come up, you know, but for the most part, he, he does all this, all the work on his own, you know? So really good job for Aiden. Uh, Nate Sutherland from the fifth spot ended up finishing second. Um, so Nate, again, this is his second, second place finish of the year. Round one. No, that was third. Never mind. Was it? Yeah, it was. He got third in that one. Yeah. Because so. Alex Vanderbeek was gone. He ended up winning the first one. Anyways, uh, Drew Rubin King hanging around up there and, and getting a third. Vanderbeek had a weird day with his four-wheel drive. Um, finished fourth. Ethan Delaire qualified third. Kind of fell back a little bit to fifth. Derek Wood had a solid day. Um, finishing sixth. Owen Vanderbeek getting the bump up and finishing seventh. Uh, Tyler Pattenaud, that uh, X-ray driver from Illinois. Um Made the main in mod. I think it's I think it's his first time running mod here. Qualified eighth, finished eighth. Uh, Mitchell Pavel fell back to seventh, and then Tom Smith got the bump and uh, finished tenth. And I'm pretty sure that's his second A main of the year in that class, if I remember correctly. Then we had thirteen five stadium truck. Uh, Brian Burnt was pretty much kind of untouchable in this one. So I yeah. I think this class is kind of his if if as long as he doesn't screw it up for the next three rounds. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not saying he, uh, brian's a very consistent driver so i do not expect him to do anything to screw it up so but i mean he was gone i mean after the first or second lap i'm gonna post to start posting the videos tonight i think after the first or second lap uh lap he was he was gone trucking he just had to yeah he just had to avoid traffic hang on a second here Hey, pass me a kickstart. That was good. Uh, Brian Cox, all the way from the sixth spot, finishing second. Yeah. So that's pretty. Anything can happen in those truck races. Yeah. Uh, John Bairding. Uh, finished third. Tyler Fleming was fourth. Justin Stebe was fifth. And f- and then this this is kind of a bummer. So TJ Williams was having a great day up until the mains. He qualified yeah. second in truck. He TQ'd independent buggy. And I think he was in the hunt for the bump in the four-wheel drive. I can't remember if he made it or not. He might have made it, actually. So he still had a good day, all things considered. But he qualified second, finished sixth. So... Um, it might've been a ball cup again, actually. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Brady Papanow was seventh. Josh Catrone was eighth. Josh Ryan was ninth and Mark Schmidt was 10th. Um, but yeah, truck, we'll, we'll look at the points, but I think Brian's kind of starting to pull away now. Uh, mod 40 plus. (laughs) So I'm going to preface this with, with this. So Mac and I finished two tenths of a second apart again. So this, this has happened quite a bit over, over our racing lifespan, racing against one another for like 30 solid years now, maybe something like that. 25 years. I don't know what it is. 
But Max always Max always been a contender. Anytime, like when we were going to Chile back in the day, Chillicothe, Missouri. Uh, every every single uh, winter and and the two races they always had the North Missouri Championships or whatever, and then regionals and all that stuff. You know, whenever I saw he was there, I was like, oh crap! All right. So uh, so this goes back a long long ways. So I've been watching the Tour de France, okay, and. I've noticed that a lot of times there's kind of this unspoken rule among, among riders in the tour that if you have a bunch, a group of riders and, and a certain team is putting in a lot of the work to pace everybody that that riders guy that they're, that they're pacing with is supposed to end up winning the stage or winning the point or whatever, when they cross, whether it be for the Jersey or whatever, even though it's a race, there's still this like unspoken rule almost, but inevitably there's always some douche canoe that's like in the, in the group, in the, in the, in the breakaway or in the chase or whatever, in the breakaway that sneaks up there. And then at the last second crosses the line in front of who was supposed to win the race. And everybody hates yeah. that guy. <laughs> everybody <laughs> looks at that guy, gives that guy dirty looks, uh, you know, just, 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 they're like, man, we did all the work and you come and, and take our glory from us, you know? So, yeah. so that's how this race basically went. I was the douche canoe that on the last turn of the last lap, uh, passed Mac to win the race. <laughs> so unfortunately, um, I couldn't get anybody to video this one. And so Sorry. it's kind of, it's kind of lost in bonus lap land on live RC. There is video of it. I've seen it. It's on live RC. It's in the, uh, the 40 plus a main. Um, you can, you can log in and, and see the race video from the, uh, but you gotta be a bonus lap member. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, but the actual, our Hobbyplex show account won't show it, um, because I don't have anybody to video it. But that being said, this was a fantastic race. I mean, straight out probably. So I've had two really good races this year. One was the TCS AMA number one back in March where I TQ'd. I made a bobble right off the start. This fast kid, Nathan Weir, who always dominates GT2, uh, got in front of me. And then I followed him and chased him for like, it was a five minute race. I followed him and chased him for, for three and a half minutes. He finally bounced off the pipe and I got around him. But we were like, I was like this far from this dude in that race for three and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was intense. This was the same way. So eight minutes of me just basically following Mac, making sure I don't run into him. And then I made a mistake with like three minutes left to go. And I had to like race my butt off to catch back up to him. I caught him on the second to last lap, followed him again, then really pressured him that whole last lap. And on the last corner I came in, I think I was faster than he was through the, the new double doubles that we have. Mm -hmm. And so I sent it in there. I went a little wide and then I cut in really tight and I don't think I don't, I don't think I touched him, but, but if I did, it must've been just barely touching him and yeah. he, his car kind of shot kind of off a little bit. And then I went through straight line that chicane and I ended up winning the race. He was kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be too. If I led that whole thing, although I'll, I will say that lately, if, if a, if a, if a pass like that happens, 
and it's not a dirty pass. Like if it's not something that you clean somebody out and then you, and then you go on to win the race. Like I'm, I, I don't know. I kind of would have thought me personally, my side of it is I would have been, I would have thought that that was cool. I would have sucked. I would have hated it because I don't like losing, but, but I can see how he's frustrated again, because he led the entire eight minutes. He paced the whole field for eight minutes. He made it through all the traffic. You know, he was the first one to catch traffic. He was the first one to have traffic move. He did all the work. And then at the last second I came in and stole it away. So sorry, you know, uh, that being said, we tied in points again. He got a T, yeah. he got a TQ in second and I got a win. So we both were both even Steven again. So what are you going to do? Uh, so Matt got second, uh, David Peevler picked up a solid third. Um, the three of us got 22nd or, uh, uh, 20 laps. Brian Cox got fourth. Brian Burnt was fifth. Um, Alex Rosetto. It's his first time at the Plex. Um, finished sixth. Josh McMullen was eighth, seventh. Kurt Benson was eighth. Matt Robinson was ninth. And Jason Haley, his car was busted, so he couldn't run the main. Yeah. So then uh, we go to Independent Buggy. And uh, yeah, so TJ Williams TQ'd this one and then kind of just, he had a rough go of it. But, you know. It happens. So with that, Cole Webb qualified second. So these are those two young kids. That's why I love independent buggy. Cole Webb just moved up from Plexpec six months ago, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so he took the win kind of by a lot. He had a 19 lapper and everybody else had 18s. Matt Mosier from the eighth spot all the way up to second. And I believe that his car was busted. Remember we were working on his car? Yeah. He, he had that. So he had the, uh, the drag link on the low C car came off. And so we had to like, it's really hard to get to. So we had to like take long nose pliers and try to shove it in there, stick it on there. I didn't think it was going to last to be honest with you. Yeah. You, you made her work. Um, Justin CB finished third. Tyler Fleming is fourth. Brady Papanow from the ninth spot up to fifth. Daniel Bender was sixth. Jana Peevler was seventh. Eli Webb was eighth. TJ drops to ninth and Jake Poteet looks like he didn't run this one. I think he had to go. I think he had to go to work. Is what he told me. Oh, yeah. It's a bummer. I know. And then uh, mod two wheel, dude. So mod two wheel drive again with Tom not being here. There was kind of this to me. There was a sense of of the other major players going. All right, it's our time to to you know we don't have to worry about Tom any, right now. So let's let's get her done. You know. So Alex Vanderbeek, uh, I believe last year's mod buggy champ, got the TQ in the win for the day. And, uh, but he only finished one second ahead of Drew Rubin King. So those two yeah. are pretty close. Um, so Drew with another solid top three finish. And then Will, you from the seventh spot, you worked hard all day and ended up finishing third. Yeah. Is that your second podium this year? No, that's my first one. Oh, I thought you had a podium in like round one or something. No. No. Oh. And in thirteen five four wheel. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay. Nice. So uh if I remember correctly, you just kind of minded your own business out there. Yeah, I just kept picking them off, you know. You had Derek and Ethan pressuring you probably the last half of the race, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And just held them off. Yeah. He just I, I just uh, kept him held off and they'd make a mistake and drop back and I think they only made a charge like twice and then um, I never saw him again. 
But well, no, I say that, but uh, Ethan was like like a tenth of a second away from making the line with me. Yes, on the last lap. That's right. And then so you could you kind of could breathe I at made, that point. Yeah, I made made the uh, loop, and he didn't by that much. Because the previous lap, he made a whole bunch of time up. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. He made a he made a lot of time up on that last lap, and uh, um, you know, if he would have made the line, it might have been different. I think you still had yeah. a you still had a little bit of a gap on him, but but he came that second to last lap. He he made up maybe a full second, I think, is what it was. Mm-hmm. So I mean, clearly, you, from from where I saw it, you were clearly making sure you didn't make any mistakes to give it away. Yeah, pretty much. You were just yeah. like, don't do anything stupid, don't do anything stupid, you know. So I think that picked you up quite a bit in the points too. Um, Ethan Delaire um, finished fourth in that one. Uh, Derek Wood again. Derek had a solid day. You know, last round he struggled. I mean, he was in the B. Mm-hmm. You know, um, qualified fifth, finished fifth. Uh, Aiden Olson had a weird day. He's usually up there more, in my opinion. He's usually second or third qualifier this year. He qualified fifth or sixth, finished sixth. Uh, Bradley Peterson from the bump finished seventh. Owen Vanderbeek was your final qualifier. Eighth qualifier in the main, finished eighth. Uh, Jeremy Fellows dropped down. I know he was up there early, and if I remember right, there was you guys were basically going side by side over that back double. Yeah, I, I told him I was sorry about that. But it was side by side, so I kind of kept going. Yeah, I don't think there's anything you could have done about that. You guys were side by side. It just it just happened to be that you guys touched in the air basically, and and uh, it could have gone either way. You could have landed on your lid, and he could have he could have kept going. It wouldn't have been anybody's. Yeah. It wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah. And then Nate Sutherland, um, he had a he had a weird day too in two wheel drive. He was not happy with his car at all and uh, finished tenth. But he did make the main, so he gets those A main points. So again, top ten always get a award no matter what. So it's not entirely terrible. Thirteen uh, five. So I was personally extremely happy that the guys from Illinois came back. And that this race was a very clean race. Yeah. Like I was holding my breath for a minute, but, but it ended up being fine. Round one, the 13, five race was probably one of the messiest races we've had in a long time. And, uh, I kind of felt bad, you know, cause that normally it wasn't the fact that everybody was hacking or driving in. It was just, there was just a lot of crashing, like lots and it just collected everybody lap after lap after lap. Yeah, that that race had like what was it, twelve different lead, lead changes. changes? Yeah, it was nuts, absolutely nuts. Yeah. So this one went a lot better, especially if your name is Jackson Anderson, because you got a TQ and a win. You got TQ and a win in thirteen five. Tyler Pattonow did finish second, just missed the extra lap. Uh, Chance Rolk with a very good finish. He had a really good week uh, weekend as well. Um, finished third. Caden Bairding from the eighth position up to fourth. Uh, good finish for him. Easton McCormick finished fifth. Uh, Peevler qualified sixth, finished sixth. Uh, Ruben King was seventh. Orlando got the bump, ended up eighth. TJ did uh, get the bump up and finished right where he bumped up at ninth spot. And then Nate Sutherland again seemed kind of unhappy with his stuff and, and uh, pulled it off. Actually, one of these, his car was actually broke. Might have been this one. I think it was that one. Yeah. yeah. But Nate's always super fast in 13.5. He's last year's champ. 
And I think he's prepping for like Nats and stuff. So yeah, that was pretty cool uh, to see him mix it up. And then mini Truggy. So we got two races left and we'll talk about points for a little bit. Um, then we'll take a pivot break and we'll get to any questions or anything that there is. Sure. Uh, so mini Truggy, we had uh, Emerson Sturgeon pulling out of his butt a win. <laughs> so he could have TQ'd. Like he should have TQ'd, but the last maybe 30 seconds of his second qualifier was terrible. <laughs> like he yeah. just, he just crashed it away. I couldn't believe it. I don't normally scold him anymore because he's 14 and he's actually taller than I am for, for racing, like driving bad. But on the mic, I was like, yeah, dude, you just, you just wasted your tires and wasted your truck. Like sit down, stop driving your car. Cause he, he was like driving it afterwards when there's still a race left. And I'm like, put it down don't waste it like you just did yeah i thought it was funny i'm sure everybody else is like man that alex dude's mean to his kid no it's funny okay good i'm glad it was funny uh he finished uh four tenths of a second in front of dustin these guys had another epic finish through i'm calling it the keyhole is that the right thing to call it that little chicane sure all right um dustin tried to do what i did in, in 40 plus he tried to line up a last minute last second pass there and uh, just came up a little bit short. Emerson had too much of a lead on him in that spot. Mm-hmm. But again, I saw, I saw it coming. Dustin went, swung out wide, and then tried to straight line it through there and just, uh, just missed it by half a second. <sighs> the good thing is Emerson, Emerson broke last round. He was showing off in front of his cousins, and he broke his truck on like the third, on like the third lap. So I'm glad he was able to come back and get the win in this one. He's got a one point lead. We'll talk about that here in a minute um, because Dustin's really fast with this. He really likes mini truggy and uh, it's fun. It's going to be fun to watch these guys mix it up the rest of the year. Bryce and Pavel qualified sixth and finished third. He moved up a bunch. Mitrovic's Patrick Mitrovic's from the bump spot up to fourth. Uh, Ronnie went with a great finish qualified 10th finished fifth. Dylan Hartshorn finished sixth. Matt Robinson was seventh. Chad Hartshorn qualified third, but ended up finishing eighth. And uh, Ashley McCormick got ninth. And then Jake Poteet um, got the got the points, but he had to go. He had to go to work. And then finally, so we had Expert Buggy last. And one of the reasons why Experts last is because the there's a couple guys that are trying to run mod and stock, so I can't have those two races next to one another. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's a couple guys that run indie and expert that could make the A main in theory. So, um, I don't want to have those two next to one another. So, in order to spread these out and get get everybody a chance to get their stuff ready or to marshal or whatever, it's last this year. And uh, Jeremy Fellows taking the win. Tyler Pattenaud got second in this one, and then Jackson Anderson got a TQ and a third. And Jackson's car looked a little squirrely to me when I was announcing the race, not making excuses for him, but to me as car, he didn't look comfortable driving that car. Yeah. And then he had to work, then he had to work his way through the field. Whereas Jeremy and Tyler really didn't. Yeah. Tyler had the lead, I believe on the last lap and he turned it into the pipe after the big sweeper off the straightaway. And Jeremy was no, able really? to, yeah. And Jeremy That's was an easy place to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're coming in really fast right there. And if your car grabs a, bump the wrong way or just a little bit too much traction. It can definitely just turn you. David Peevler with the bump up and fourth place. That's where we're used to seeing him is, you know, getting a top yeah. five for sure. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Lundberg, again, one of those guys from Illinois, finished fifth. Chad Ribbon King with sixth. Orlando with seventh. Chance Rolk with eighth. Caden Bairding um, with ninth. And Dustin Hosick ended up finishing 10th. And that is your race day. So round three in the books, we got two weeks. So we have, is it two weeks or three weeks? We have the Saturday truck series this Saturday and then a club race and then another summer series race. Yeah. I so, got my, I got my gas truck all ready to go. Oh man. Yeah. I'm ready to run it. I think I'm going to put my other pipe back on it though. It's easier to drive with the, the, um, OS pipe on it. And you, you practiced, you took quite a few laps at the end of the day. Yeah. I only ran like, uh, two tanks. Oh, really? Yeah. The thing ran forever. Oh yeah. You're right. That's why it, you seem to attract a lot of attention. Yeah. I, yeah, it did. There's a, if you're, if you're Chad Parks listening, there's a lot of people watching me run this thing. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> Hopefully we get some interest. It'd be nice to have more people want to race that. Yeah, we got to get some of those guys that come up from from Kansas City. I, it's it's hard to get people to travel when they have their own track. But if your own yeah. track hasn't been able to race in like a month due to rain, maybe it's time to come up to the Hobbyplex. Yeah, I made a post in the Gas Truck uh, Resurrection Facebook group telling people about our truck series. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we get like two people to come. Yep. Out of that group, that'd be worth it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Stock Slash. Yeah. Just taking a break from the all the serious stuff and get ready to put my fender on people again. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe somebody will have one I can drive or something. Yeah. Uh, so points. Let's talk about points, and then we'll take a pivot break, and uh, we'll see if anybody has anything in the chat for us. So we'll start with just how it goes on here. So 13.5 four-wheel drive. So I, I mentioned that we had 49 different drivers in 13.5 four-wheel drive this year so far. Wow. That's crazy. I'm actually kind of happy that they don't all show up at once. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine how long our day would be if all these people that came all showed up on, on the same day? Yeah, we'd have like 200 entries or more. Uh, which I'm not saying that's bad. It's just a day would be long. So Jackson Anderson has two wins, one TQ and a second with the TQ point. So he's got 201 points right now with one drop being a hundred. Chance Rolk is in the second position with 197. Tyler Pattenaud has 196. Easton McCormick has 195 and Caden Berrien has 194. So Jackson's got a pretty good lead, but that battle for basically second through fifth is super duper close. And then there's a little bit of a gap to, uh, to Nate Sutherland. Um, then Dustin Hosick, Chad Rubin King, Ashley McCormick and Orlando Martinez um, shakes out your top 10 with David Peebler three points back in 11th. So obviously the top three get the big awards, but 10th place, everything down to 10th place gets something. Everybody else just gets to have their fingers crossed for a free car. Man, I've never won a car. I never (laughs) won anything. I've never won any big prize at the summer series. Well, I mean, you never know your time's coming. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I wanted to mention this last week and I was so 
out of it that I totally forgot. Remember with our summer series prizes, we had the John Chuck rule. Yeah. Because the first year that we ever did the summer series, we had, I think five classes and we had a kit for every single class. And John, I can't remember his last name now, but Chuck Hutchins won two kits and then John won the other two. And then, and, and then I think it was, I can't remember. Anyway, somebody else won the one. Well, anyways, we didn't set a rule that said that you couldn't win more than one vehicle. And so when I pulled their name out more than once, I was like, oh crap. Well, I mean, I did pull your name out and you did pay your entry fees. So here you go. But after that, I'm like, all right, from this point on, you can only win one class, one car, right? So mm-hmm. Chuck Hutchins passed away like th- oh, really? three weeks ago. I just found out. That's a bummer. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I just saw he had just come in. He'd been out RC for a while or maybe at least racing wise for quite a while, but he came into the store not that long ago and we chatted a bit and I told him about the John Chuck rule still being in effect. And he's like, man, that's great. That's awesome. He still has one of the cars or whatever. And then, uh, Tony price called up and wanted to talk to Tim and I and, and informed us that Chuck Hutchins just basically, I think he had a heart attack in his house. Really? Yeah, really? Devastating. So you know how, you know how Zeke Bollinger's, we, you know, he doesn't have any hands. Well, mm-hmm. Chuck had hands, but they were, they were, um, uh, not developed. So he kind of had the same deal that Zeke Bollinger has. He kind of had to learn how to drive without, with, with what he had basically. And it, I was always amazed by how well he drove. He was really good. I mean, he was, he drove great. And, uh, I can't, I don't know the name of the, of, of what it is that, you know, it was, it was from birth, but, uh, anyways, what a bummer, <laughs> yeah. not to put a bummer on anything, but I, but man, so the guy who, but he will forever be enshrined with us as having the John Chuck rule. Yeah. So Chuck Hutchins rest in peace. Thanks for giving us that, that rule. Anyways, stadium truck. Uh, Brian Burnt has a four-point lead over Tyler Fleming. He's got, um, right now, two TQs and wins. And uh, Tyler Fleming has a couple of points over John Bairding, who's got one point over Brian Cox, and then a couple of points back is Justin Stevie. Justin Stevie and TJ Williams are actually tied, but uh, Justin's got the better tiebreaker. Then a little ways back is Dayton Mosier, then Brady Papanow, Phil Palmer, and then Nick Sneathan, who uh, wasn't here this time. That's another guy that was gone. Nick. Nick and Nevin didn't make this one. But right now, he's tied for 10th spot. And then Josh Catrone is back there in 11th, um, waiting in the wings, basically. Um, Expert Stock Buggy, you have uh, Jeremy Fellas with a uh, two-point lead over Jackson Anderson. He's got two TQs, one TQ and a win and one second and a win and then one not TQ, but a win. So he's sitting pretty with points right now. Jackson Anderson second, Tyler Patton out is third. And then kind of a gap starting to form back to fourth, which is Cody Lundberg, one of the Illinois guys. And then Dayton Mosier in fifth, Easton McCormick, sixth, Chance Rolk is seventh, David Peeler is eighth, Orlando Martinez is ninth and Chad Rubin King is 10th. And he's tied with Caden Bairding, but has the better tiebreaker. So Caden right now is 11th. Um, but again, we're only halfway through the season. So, And 
There's uh, 31 expert stock buggies total this year so far. 40 plus mod buggy. Mac and I are tied and we're like really tied. Like not, not, not like throw out score tied. We're like tied all the way across the board. <laughs> so it's, so his points are hundred, hundred, hundred. And my points are hundred, hundred, hundred. You guys should have like a, like a race to the death or something. Yeah. If you tie. Exactly. You should have like some kind of race tiebreaker race. What sucks right now is so, you know, we've made the new tiebreaker rule where first is low score throw out score. Right. And then, yeah. and then I'll look at the second lowest score for a second tiebreaker. And then after that we go to wins. Yeah. We're tied. Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> like if you have, if you have all that go down to the end, like you need to have like a, like a battle Royale race. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be one of those stupid ties that, that like, I, I like worry about now for, you know, all year long. I'm going, oh man, why does it have to be this way? Brian burnt right now sitting in the third spot. Um, I think he's got two third place finishes. Yeah, he does. David Peevler is fourth. Brian Cox is fifth. Kurt Benson, Josh McMullen, Phil Palmer, Matt Robinson, and Ashley McCormick right now round out the top 10. And then um, you got a couple guys that'll probably drop off of that when uh, when the throwouts start to really come up because they won't be here, basically. Um, independent stock buggy. So uh, this one's this one's still pretty close. You have Tyler Fleming with 199 uh, in the lead. Then you got Justin Stevie with 197, Matt Mosier with 195, Brady Papinow with 194, Cole Webb with 193. TJ Williams with 192, uh, Daniel Bender with 190. Then a little ways back is going to be Jake Poteet, Phil Palmer, and Jana Peevler rounding out the top 10 of uh, independent with Nick Sneathan back there, but he's about four points off right now of that 11th or that 10th spot. And according to this, there are 30, 30, no, 40, 40 different independent buggies so far this year. Wow, that's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, Mini Truggy has uh, Emerson Sturgeon with a one-point lead, so that TQ and win in round one really helped him out. Dustin uh, didn't get a Truggy till round two, so his throwout is a zero, and Emerson's throwout is a ninety-one. So right now Emerson's nursing that lead. So Dustin Hosick is right behind him by one point. Matt Robinson a little ways back with third, then Patrick Mitrovic, Bryson Pavel, Ashley McCormick, Ronnie Went, Chatter when Dylan Hartshorn and Jake Poteet. In a three-way tie, it looks like, for 10th place. Chad Hartshorn and Jonathan Haas, um, only one point off, tied for 11th. Then Mod Buggy, so Mod 2-wheel drive. Uh, we got Tom Rennernek still out in front, but remember, I don't think he's going to make them. I, I, he's going to have another race he's going to miss. So uh, right now, Alex Vanderbeek um, in second, uh, just one point back. And then Drew Rubin King. And then Ethan Delaire, and then you are fifth right now, just one point back of Ethan, and Aiden Olson is one point back from you. Okay. So that's going to be a tight finish for what I think should be for third place because Tom's going to drop out with the extra missing race. Yeah. And then honestly, you guys aren't really that far back from Drew. You know, anything's possible. 
Nate Sutherland right now is seventh. Derek Wood is eighth. Riley Filbert is ninth. And Owen Vanderbeek is 10th. And Jeremy Fellas is the one in 11th place. And he's tied with Bradley Peterson as well. So those, those, two, those three guys, those four guys, all kind of right there. In two wheel mod, there's been 25 different racers. They must all be coming pretty consistently because that's about what we have usually. Is usually that? two or three heats. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. A couple of them will drop out. I don't think Matt Robinson is going to race mod again. And, uh, oh. so, I mean, it'll, it'll kind of filter itself out, but yeah, we usually get about 20 to 25 cars. Yeah. Uh, mod four wheel drive, same thing. So Tom Rennenek is leading, but again, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to miss that extra one in August. So, um, Aiden Olson now has a three point lead over third place and third place is tied between Nate Sutherland and Alex Vanderbeek with 197. So he's got three points over those guys. So if Tom doesn't, Tom makes it in the next one, but then doesn't make it for August, then Aiden's sitting pretty to kind of inherit that lead. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid to screw it up. Um, Ethan Delaire is fifth. Drew Rubin King is a sixth. They're tied. And then Owen Vanderbeek is seventh. Derek Wood is eighth. Mitchell Pavel is ninth. And Bradley Peterson is tenth. And Brandon Carney. Brandon Carney was another one that wasn't here. Uh, he yeah. is right now um, in 11th. And then we got Plexbeck. And this one. Eh, it's not as close as I thought it was. So uh, Dalton Conrad is leading with 201. Lexi Bowen is 199. and. Uh, it's basically that third place right now for Lexi this round. That's keeping it uh, uh, open a little bit more. It would have been a lot closer. Uh, Josh Benson is third. And then Diego Quintana, Grayson Stevie, Dylan Haas, Ariana Smith, Eli Vanderbeek, Isabella McMullen, and Mario Quintana is 10th. And Ryan Nemec is just on the outside looking in. And we have had 22 different Plex spec racers. So... That's pretty good for a summer series. Summer series sometimes can be kind of intimidating for those guys, it seems like. Yeah. All right, we'll take a pivot break real fast, and then we'll, uh, we'll look at the chat. If you want to ask us a question or, or bring up something, go ahead and do it, and we'll try to get to it. And if yeah. you want to get to us right away, leave some money. Super chat. Yeah, give us some money. Give us some money. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and we are going to be talking about temporary financing. Pivot Lending Group works with several credit unions, community banks uh, across the Midwest and on the West Coast, soon to be on the East Coast, that we're teaming up with to have an alternative to your traditional bridge mortgage. In a bridge uh, situation, you would be purchasing your future home as well as retaining your departing property for a short period of time until that property sells. And on your home that you'd be purchasing, you would have long-term financing. And then once your uh, loan on the home that you sell gets paid off, then everything's a wash. Great programs, tons of great bridge programs out there. The downside to a traditional bridge is you end up in a situation for potentially one or two months, maybe longer than that, 
of having two mortgage payments. You have the mortgage payment on the property that you're purchasing, and then you still have the mortgage payment on the property that you bridged out to help you with that purchase. Teaming up with our financial institutions, credit unions, and the community banks on the temporary side, we can come in, lend the money to purchase the new home, and then bundle everything together on your primary house that you're selling on the new home and put it into just one master note. And then you have one monthly payment on that master note. And potentially you can even have deferred payment to the end of the term, the short-term term until that house is sold. So really excited about that. Uh, Gives you guys opportunities to come in and to put yourself ahead of the line with some of the other buyers because you can come in, contract quickly without a lot of additional conditions or requests with the seller. Makes you really, really attractive. There are some things that you have to have in order to qualify for it. You know, obviously equity is a big one, pretty strong credit and those sorts of things. If you have any questions on that program, feel free to give me a call, 402-881-5951, and we can walk you through and show you the differences between a traditional bridge loan and temporary financing. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589-Pivotlending-NMLS-109-995-Gretchen-texted-me-something-and-I-was-getting-all-excited-because-I-thought-that-we-could-do-like-a-funny-bit-with-her-in-her-text-again-but-it-was-a-TikTok-video-and
You like sit it right on top of an anthill and they start carrying it away. Oh man. You know, I, I put my foot in an, in an ant nest once. So we had a, uh, we had a uh, sinkhole in our front yard, like maybe a year after we moved in at our new house. And uh, mm-hmm. I had taken a bucket and I, they, you know, all these homes were going up all around us and they had dirt piles everywhere. So I went and took this bucket and went and, filled up the bucket full of dirt and I was filling up this, this hole and I had my sandals on, not these, but my old ones. Yeah. And I was pushing your it down. Stocks. Yeah. I was pat- stocks. No, I didn't. I, there was some sort of <laughs> sketch or something. And listen to, I uh, honestly, I don't know. Band. I don't know if I'd wear Birkenstocks. No, I would never listen to Dave Matthews band either. I used to love Dave Matthews. <laughs> I used to love Dave Matthews band. I, I can still recite most of the, the first album. My uh, my neighbor loves Dave Matthews Band and you too. And I like make fun of him all the time. I'm like listening to really loud stuff in my garage. Yeah, because we both ride scooters, so I'll be out there like, like scooters, like what? And like <laughs> you know, like I'm in my garage working on stuff. And yeah, and he's like, "Can you turn that loud stuff off?" And I said, "You need to quit listening to that." Well, I called it something else. I can't stay on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you two and Dave Matthews band. Emerson gets really embarrassed when I have my music playing in the garage. Yeah. Cause it's all, you know, Radiohead and Foles. I like and, Radiohead. Um, have you ever heard of Foles? No. They're kind of a, I don't know. I don't hole? know. Foles. I've heard of Hole. No, not Hole. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's another band that's like Foles? Um, uh, oh, geez. Hole? I had a, brain fart anyways i'll bring it up again later anyways back to the story so i was putting my foot in this in this sinkhole i was sitting it down and i was pushing it in and uh and the next thing i know i'm starting to to get pinched like all over my my loin area and epidermis and uh and then i pulled my foot out of this hole and it's covered in ants and that (laughs) freaked gretchen out i have not seen her as freaked out very often as that moment when I pulled my foot out and it was covered in ants and they were all biting me and it really hurt. Were you like, ah! I was, I was like running around like, like going, get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. And yeah, it was terrible. And then they, they had, I was sitting in the lawn and so they crawled up my leg and then they crawled up my shorts and they crawled into my pants and they also bit me in various places and it, it was very uncomfortable for a little while. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's totally sweet. So that's one reason why she doesn't want me to bring bugs home is because apparently I attract ants, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you're the ant man. Super chat. Uh Nick Nuthouse dropped a super chat for you. Um Who, it's, me? Yeah, it's three dollars and thirty three cents. Why third three dollars and thirty three cents? For third place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I'll finish tenth so I get ten dollars and ten ten cents. Ah, I never thought about that. Wow. Yeah. With that logic, Sweet. yeah, you'd want to finish tenth. You wouldn't want to finish first. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Um. Okay, I'm gonna go up through the chat real fast, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um. Uh, Sam says hi. Philip Hoke. Hi, we were Sam. missing. We were missing Philip. He wasn't there. Um, oh yeah. He's waving at us. Uh, Sam wants to know: Is Sam Rinderneck's 2020 
Reedy Race of Champions setup sheet good for the Plex? I uh, can't imagine it. Tom's. Oh, Tom. Sorry. I can't imagine it not being. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both been there. It's similar attraction level. They maybe get more yeah. towards the end. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, kind of. You have to think about the tires they're running at that track too. Well, yeah, that's true. Isn't doesn't four wheel drive run Pro Line and then two wheel drive run J Concepts or the other way around somehow? It's it's changed or it changes uh, sometimes, but I think that four wheel drive was J Concepts. Okay. I don't remember. I I wasn't there last year, so or last time we ran it. So yeah, it's been a while. I mean, you know, you kind of have to think too. Like, you know, it might be kind of an old setup. Cause it was like 2019. Yeah. I still you just have to te- text Tom and ask him what he's doing. Yeah. Tom will, Tom will usually respond to you too, but I, st- I'm still telling you that the stock setup out of the box, that car performs just fine. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, if you ever get, if you ever get lost setup wise, just put that, put that stock setup right back on it. Yeah. You know, Setups are so weird because because not everybody drives the same either. I mean, I I yeah, you know, I don't feel like I could drive one of Tom's cars honestly. Like it's just that his stuff is probably a lot faster than I could handle driving it. Right, especially four wheel. Yeah, but I don't know. He drives my car. He's like, dude, this thing's awesome. You know, like yeah, like even when you drove for Associated, I drive your car. I'm usually going, oh wow, this car works really good. Yeah. Usually you drive my car and you're like, this thing's a wet noodle. <laughs> I remember, uh, remember when Gil Osi Jr. was there that, that one weekend basically. And we were testing out tires. Yeah. And I let him drive my car and he, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know how you drive this thing. Yeah. I was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> like my, it's like trying to put, it's like trying to push a wet rope down the like straight. Yeah. My childhood idol was like telling me my car sucked. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Never meet your heroes. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Peter Renault said his Coney sauce is going in. Coney sauce. Coney sauce. Interesting. Who's, who said that? Peter. Canadian, Canadian Coney sauce. I assume, well, I assume it's hot dogs, right? Is, is it maple syrup? <laughs> man <laughs> or it's like brown gravy they put brown gravy on everything up there right or at least french fries he also wants to know how long should j concepts wings last um forever if you never crash yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna get myself in trouble but i i tend to use losi wings just for that oh. reason just for that reason I'm not saying Dude, that I, I'm not saying J concept swings are flimsy. What I'm saying is out of all the wings out there, I think low wings are the strongest. Yeah. But they work better. I don't know. I won. I won Saturday. I have two of every wing in my box. Like I'll, I'll change wings just to try. And that makes a huge change. It, it's, it makes a huge difference. I will say the carpet, the new carpet wing that we've been running, the J concepts yeah, carpet, that, that one works. Really the good. One I- yeah. That one works really good. Yeah, this is the one I always use on everything. Yeah. Like, like, I have all the wings there. I've tried all the wings, and this wing works the best. Yeah. The 7-inch arrow carpet wing. Yep. Yep. That's the only wing you need. 
so I don't know the real, the real question to that or the real answer to that is it kind of depends on how you crash, how often you crash, I guess, but mm-hmm. you know, they give you two wings usually for a reason. Yeah. This wing's been on my car for like, I don't know, two months. I feel like I've changed wings quite a bit this year for some reason. I think I've been crashing more like once a month, once a month almost. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to get like, I could probably run this the rest of the summer series. This one wing. Uh, our producer says language. <laughs> what I do? I must've dropped an S bomb earlier. Uh, ah, shoot. Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, ah, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, Clayton Widmeyer said he'd love the new camera quality when, of the uh, YouTube videos. That's good. Mm. Riley Filbert said announcing Owen's announcing was better than the past. Did you hear Owen try to do my, uh, um, like the Biden family at a Chinese buffet. Yeah. And he, and he, he, he missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he didn't say Biden. He just said at a back together, like something at a Chinese buffet. And I was, I started cracking up cause I'm like, dude, you missed the whole like point of the joke. What is it that you say? I say, uh, usually I say, uh, when, when a whole bunch of cars are, were strung out and then they all come back together again. I like to say it's like the Biden family at a Chinese buffet because I don't, because the joke, the joke is that is that Hunter Biden went and got like handfuls of cash from the Chinese government. Oh, thanks to the influence of his father and came back to the States. So being all rich and stuff, even though he's a crackhead and, and (laughs) so it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, that that's, uh, that was uh, some guys get it. Not many, but some do. Yeah. There's going to be somebody that's like, oh, making fun of politics. Oh, <laughs> cringy. Oh, I hate that guy oh, now. it's cringy. Uh, Steve RC, what does bonus lap membership give you? Uh, so basically, uh, Live RC on some of their events when they're not fully. F- so Live RC nowadays, a lot of times will have some of the bonus lap content uh, where they don't, where you don't have to pay extra for it when they have a big time sponsor sponsor them like give them money to cover this race but at other events you have to be a bonus lap member to get stuff like moving camera and all that but also now you have to be a bonus lap member to go back and watch all the video from all the races on live time on live rc oh really yeah so like i'll video our mains and then i'll put them up later but you can you can go back if you're a bonus light member. You can go back anytime that we have a camera going, which is usually for summer series, winter series, and our big events, because this computer can handle OBS being out, being up as and and taking care of the track uh, lifetime. Whereas the club race computer doesn't, so we normally don't have the video going for club races. So, like in this case, like you know the 40 plus main. If I wanted to go back and watch that, I'd have to be a bonus light member, but you could because it it would have the entire eight minute main there. So that'd be awesome. Uh, Peter Renault wants to know if will, if you're getting Zelda on Friday, what is there a new Zelda game out for, uh, for the new Nintendo? Oh, I didn't know that switch. There is, I, I assume. Huh? Hmm. I didn't, I, unless it's only if it's breath of the wild too. I didn't think that was coming out on Friday. Oh, maybe it is in Canada. 
Uh, maybe Canada gets special access because like they're all locked down and they can't go anywhere. Maybe. Yeah. I'll have to have Peter send me a copy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what transmission did you put in your gas truck? Can it only do a laydown? It can only do a layback or layback. Okay, there you go. Yep. Layback. That's the only one that'll fit in it. Mm. Uh. <laughs> So a whole bunch of guys are saying no TikTok, don't do it. That's that's fine. I probably wasn't going to do it ever, anyways. Uh, literal ants in your pants, and isn't Dave Matthews' song "Ants Marching"? Is it? I don't know. It is kind of funny. No, it is. That's the, one of his songs is "Ants Ants Marching." Actually, funny story. So I used to be the uh, in high school. I was the uh, cartoon editor for the North High newspaper for night class of ninety seven. Got second at state for that for my artistic talent. And, uh, in one of my, we were so into Dave Matthews band back then. Remember it was 1997 that, uh, I put little, I put little ants marching in the outline of this, of this political cartoon. And you know how on the very bottom, barely legible, like you could barely see it. Cause it, it starts off like this big and then they shrink it down to this big. So you had to really look at it and see it. And, uh, I snuck it in there. I wasn't, I was, I was worried about getting in trouble but I snuck these like this little train of ants marching into the school newspaper. Oh yeah. That, so ris- that risque. Fun. It was risque. Cause I, cause I was already on, on um, the hot seat because I had, I was in charge of a page. So if you're in journalism for the newspaper, everybody was in charge of a, of a, of a page on it. And I had to go in and I was, in, I was in charge of the editorial page. And I had to type in digitally the, 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 the uh, text balloons for my political cartoon. And <laughs> this is so stupid. So full disclosure, I was a creative writing major in college. And one of the reasons why I was, I was first in English, I, I changed my majors a lot, but uh, I ended up with creative writing. But I was, I was really focused on writing because I was so bad at it early. But at the same time, I was kind of good at it. It's kind of like art. Like art was always like a hobby and stuff. But but writing, I always wanted to write, but I was I was pretty bad at it, right? And so I really attacked it in college and ended up being a creative writing major. Now I feel like I can actually write pretty good. But I was in charge of this page, and I put instead of spelling sure s u r e, I spelled it s h u r e, and it made it through. And they printed off all the copies of this paper. And then it was the one that we were going to turn into state. And so I had to go back and fix it. And they reran the whole thing and it cost a whole bunch of money all because of me, my mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, playing around with the newspaper at the, after that was kind of a, kind of a bad area for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sam, if you're on here, John Haas says that Tom's Plex setup is on Facebook. So there you go. Um, Peter Renault says uh, Detroit style Coney. That sounds really good. No ketchup. Yeah. Did, uh, yeah, no ketchup, please. Um, I don't like ketchup. Mm. Uh, did, uh, uh, did he say anything about the Zelda game? Uh-uh. No, not yet. Uh, uh, Peter. He's only getting one week per wing. So... You should be getting more than that. Yeah. I make, mean, sh- yeah. make sure that when you cut out your wing, so this is a big mistake that I used to make 
make sure that when you cut out your wing that you are um, rounding off all your edges. Do not have any straight edges on your wing. Round everything off. And that'll make your wings last longer. And then you should be taking like a, a sandpaper or a, or like a sanding brick or something and just scuffing all the edges down too. So it's less easy for that to tear. That helps out a lot. Yeah, I just use a Dremel and I put that sweet radius and everything. Yep. Yeah, there you go. That'll work too. Uh, Jason Haley wants to know, we're almost done. When my uh, gas truck is upside down, do I have to give it gas to keep it going? You want to just barely pull just any burp, throttle? Burp, 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 just a little bit. Yeah. Don't wail on it. Yeah, you pretty much don't want it to suck the line dry. Yeah. If it isn't like clunking or if, it, if the pickup can't pick up the fuel anymore. Um, Skyward Sword Remake. Zelda. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that. Okay. All right, there you go. I, I didn't realize that was coming out on Friday, but yeah, I knew about that. Okay. Well, man, I don't know why I don't know why they're remaking that one. Like they should have remade uh Ocarina of Time. Mm. That's the one I, I think would that was the last one I played was Ocarina yeah. of Time. Yeah, that's the one they should have remade. Couple more. Uh Peter wants to know if he should put the layback in his stadium truck for a large outdoor loose dirt. Yeah, or through your stand-up. Yeah, I mean, like, loose dirt, you would want at least the layback transmission, I would think. But, yeah. Well, I don't even know if you can buy the three-year stand-up anymore. Yeah, I don't know. We got a bunch of them for the B6, but not not for anything newer at the Plex. Yeah. Um, He says it's the mounting area of the wing. I've had that problem, but it's... it's uh, uh, Let's see, which wing was that? So I had a certain wing that would always break right there, but then I changed wings to the carpet one. I haven't had that problem since. Mm. So I can't remember the name of the other one. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's all we got. Peter says he's taking the day off to play. That sounds like fun. Wish I could do that. Man, Peter needs to move to Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> RC cars and Zelda. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> all right, well, that's uh, that's all we got. I'm going to go... Uh, to the plex and water the track so we don't lose handle on the on the racetrack tonight. Yeah, I can't lose the handle. And uh, look forward to a Saturday truck series this weekend. I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, we got Family Friday off-road on Friday. After hours on Thursday night, I think I got my drag card actually done without any sort of video. So I'll probably be working on my plane or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Hobby Plex. After Hours. With Alex Sturgeon, Thursdays at 9 p.m. on YouTube. I had a really good day today. I had a really good RC day today. I got a lot of stuff done. Yeah. If anybody has a anybody has a stock slash I can drive, I'll, I'll drive it. Yeah, we need another stock slash. Everybody should have a stock slash and race at the Saturday Truck Series. I think it'd be fun. But if not, I'll just be rocking my gas truck. Yep. Uh, Steve RC. Yes. We, uh, we run the carpet wing in dirt too. So high grip. That's right. It works really good. Yep. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, always remember this show right now is uh, sponsored by pivot landing group. We're going to ride that train as long as we can, uh, make yeah. sure you mention our show to either Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and, uh, mention our show, get 0.125 offer interest rate or $500 lender credit. If you get a, a home loan or refinance. 
and uh, they do good work and it's really quick and easy. I know because I got personal experience. Yeah. And uh, that's it for now. We're going to sign off and uh, we'll see you next week. Talk about our truck series. Yep. It's going to be fun. Bye. See ya.